the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Well then, hey there, folks. It is the Mess It Up Podcast. We are here once again to, um, you know, hopefully put some uh, thoughts and inspiration into your ears, into your podcast, uh, into your life. And um, we'll see how it goes. Been having some technical issues along the way today. Microphones working, not working, cords that are looking like they need to be replaced. It is hotter than blazes. So we've got a fan going in the room. Plus, our swamp cooler is going double time. So it's uh, probably a lot of background noise today that you don't normally get. I apologize for that. Uh, we know that this won't last forever, <laughs> so um, so we'll just deal with it while it's here. Uh, let me introduce uh, Bev. She's back today. Hi, friends. It's, uh, you know, that girl from California again. <laughs> yeah, that's her. That's my lovely wife. Uh, glad to have everyone here with us and listening, and uh, hopefully it's not a colossal waste of time. Uh, it made me think of a, a I used to read a, a blog by a, a technology guy, and it was called CWOB.com, and it was Colossal Waste of Bandwidth. <laughs> and uh, um, So hopefully we're not a colossal waste of your time, but uh, if we are, let us know. If we're not, let us know. You can send email to the show. It's bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com, and that lets us know how we're doing. Uh, if you like what's going on, uh, please uh, post on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or wherever it is that you do your things. And let us know what you think about uh, the show so that other people can find out about it as well. Uh, we always enjoy having people on the show and thinking about the show. You may have just heard that little camera noise. That was me taking a picture of my wife. We're going to put that on the Instagrams. Uh, so you can check it out and see what we looked like while we were video or recording this show. Uh, we Basically, that's the only advertisement we do is word of mouth. So let people know about the show uh, so that uh, we can get more listeners. I really appreciate that. I have an exciting opportunity that I want to talk to you about, and it deals with the fact that we are listener-supported. All of our financing comes from you listeners, and I've got something that maybe you haven't uh, wanted to sponsor the show yet. Maybe you just haven't thought, you know, it's for you. Well, there's a, a great opportunity that we've been given to get a building here in Ridgecrest that we can use for ministry, that we can use for a podcast studio, that we can use for Celebrate Recovery so we don't have to set up and take down every night uh, on Fridays. And we can have a place, uh, a recovery meeting house in Ridgecrest. And if you are interested in supporting us for that, what we're looking for is monthly supporters to help us cover the finances on that. And I'm in the very beginning stages. I just had a conversation with the owner of the building last week. And they want to give us the building for closing costs. So we can cover the closing costs. I've got to look and see what kind of renovations and updates would need to be made to the building to see if it's possible. But, but after that, the biggest problem is just monthly maintenance and uh, utilities on the building, you know, paying for the electricity and turning the lights on and that kind of stuff. And that's where we could really use help. So if you are looking for a great way to help a, a fledgling ministry out and you'd like to help provide us with a building. You can do it for as little as a dollar a month, but you know, on this, we're really looking for, for uh, people. I'm thinking we probably need around a thousand dollars a month to do this uh, building, which would be on top of what is already being given. So uh, if you're looking for a great place to give your tax donated or tax deductible 
donations. You can send it to us uh, by our Patreon, which is uh, found at MessItUpPodcast.com. Click the Become a Patron button and you can do that. Or you can do the text to give, 760-WALLS-CA. We'll get the money uh, to us as well. And uh, that also helps to pay. We are in the prison. We just got word last week we're going to be starting in another prison in Tehachapi, which is uh, about an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes away. So more driving, but more lives being introduced to Christ and uh, brought to the saving knowledge of Christ because of dedicated listeners like yourself. So um, if that's something for you, check that out. Uh, If you want to just let me know what's on your mind or what you've got going on, you can also text me at 760-608-1942. That's my phone number, so you can call or text, and I'd love to talk to you about what's going on in your life. Said a lot of stuff. Haven't got to anything real yet. Bev, I think I should probably introduce our word of the week right now. Ooh, goody. And this is, I I love God stuff because this is another one of those God things uh, because it fits in with what I was just talking about. Um, I put these words in in advance, so I don't know if they're going to have anything to do with anything, but our word of the week this week is dilapidated, which is in a state of disrepair or ruin. (laughs) Uh, as a result of age or neglect, sometimes I feel like my knees are dilapidated. But the building we're looking at getting is a little dilapidated. It's an old building. It's one of the oldest buildings in Ridgecrest. Um, it's still functioning as a church, uh, but it's going to take a little bit of work and some love. Uh, so I think it's great that we have uh, that for our word of the week this week. Another one of those God things going on. If you can use dilapidated in your sentences this week, give yourself 10 points each time you do it. As always, keep track of your own bonus points. And everyone will say thank you because you did. All right. I think that's all of the waffle I have up front, Bev. Is there anything that you think I may have left out? I don't think so, but I just want to remind you that last week you used that word waffle, and I told you I loved waffles. So every time you say that, I start getting hungry. Oh, well, I apologize, and you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Bev gave me a note this week, uh, which I love getting notes from my sweetheart, but uh, she gave me a note. That was um, a list of songs of the week that she had uh, written down, and then also some uh, or uh, an idea uh, for a show to talk about. So I thought, no time like the present, and I bumped this one up to the the top of the list to talk about. And uh, she brought me a quote. Bev, um, can you go ahead and just introduce the quote that you brought us and tell us uh, where it came from, where you got it, how you heard it? Sure. Um, I was listening to K Love Radio today. And, um, you know, the DJ was telling a story. I was partly listening, part not listening, um, because I was doing my hair. (laughs) So, but I heard him say, um, the best way to love someone is to love them at their worst. So I can't tell you who to, um, who said that quote, uh, but it caught my attention. I thought it was kind of, uh, kind of an interesting quote. So. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's a very interesting thought, and it got me to thinking about, you know, the the relevance of that quote and and how we love people at their worst. What what does that mean to you, Bev? Somebody at their worst. What would that look like? You know, sometimes being at your worst is is an obvious thing. Um, I feel like visually, when you look at somebody that's at their worst. You might see someone who's uh, um, has not eaten for a while, or 
um, someone to, who doesn't seem to have their mental faculties together, um, someone who's maybe doesn't have a home, doesn't have a family, uh, is walking around sad, but sometimes when someone's at their worst, you can't tell at all. There's nothing visible to give you a clue. And I think that oftentimes um, people are not really willing to let you see them at their worst. I mean, when's the last time you asked somebody how they were doing and they just gave you that blanket? Mm -hmm. I'm fine. I'm fine. Right, right. Maybe so they often. Didn't look fine. You know, so it, it could be a struggle physically, it could be mentally, it could be emotionally, it could be spiritually, um, it could be a, a problem with the relationship. We could just go on and on and on when you're not at your best. Right. And it's not always easy to love that person at that point. I was mm -hmm. over at my mom's house today and, you know, a lot of times dealing with elderly people, you know, your parents, I mean, our kids are going to be doing this, hopefully not soon with us. Hopefully they're not doing it right now. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's, it's tricky because as people age, they start to get a little bit more stubborn, a little bit uh, less of a filter. And it's difficult to do the things that they used to do, which causes free frustration for them. Um, my mom called me today and she said, uh, as so many phone calls start with my mom, oh, Paul. And uh, <laughs> she, she said that her phone was uh, making a shimmer. And I was like, okay, I'm not sure what that means, mom. And so uh, we talked and she just kept on saying it was a shimmer. Oh, I keep, he I keep hearing this shimmer. I was like, okay, so it's a noise that it's making. All right. When is it making it? She couldn't tell me when it made it or what it was or, or what was happening. And so whenever there's a problem with technology, for me, my first instinct is reboot. You know, we'll just do a reboot on the device and um, that'll, you know, maybe help things out. So I'm thinking to my mom, okay, or telling my mom, all right, well, let's reboot your phone. And I realize when I tell my mom, reboot your phone, she's not going to have one blessed idea of what I'm talking about. That's just going to completely blow her away. She's not going to know how to do it. And then if I tell her how to do it, like, all right, mom, you're going to push this button. You're going to push this button. She's going to get confused. It's just, I can tell it's not going to go well with reboot the phone. So I said, you know what, mom? I'll be right there. So I stopped what I was doing, which was nothing important. I was, I think I was watching a soccer game or something. Um, and I drove across town to go check out what was going on with her phone. I get about uh, three blocks from the house and she's like, oh, have you left? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm on my way, mom. Oh, well, it stopped. And I said, okay. I said, well, let me just come over so that way I can show you how to do it. So, oh, well, I don't want to be a bother. And she never wants to be a bother. Uh, but I, I also want to to make sure she knows how to do this in the future. So I said, no, it, it'll be all right. So I drove over to her house and it's all of, you know, a 10, 15 minute drive to her house. So it's not a big deal. I get there and I show her how to reboot the phone. So when I'm going to show her how to reboot the phone, she gets distracted by something else that's an issue that she's having with her phone yesterday in terms of trying to find a guy's phone number that she didn't have. So she's getting very distracted by that. I said, mom, one thing at a time. Okay, let's just deal with this phone thing so I show her how to reboot her phone so she does it then I show her how to turn it back on and she's like oh okay well I'll probably forget this and I said I know you'll forget mom because we've we've gone over this before but that's okay I'm happy to come back and show you again 
So we get it turned on, and now she goes with the next item up for bids, which is an issue she wants to be able to call my friend to do some plumbing, and she can't find his number because um, she's got his name wrong. She keeps looking for Mike, and his name is Matt. So that's a problem. And then we had we had sent her his contact yesterday, and she got very confused because it came from my wife. So it was in Bev's uh, text that she had sent, and then she sees Matt's number. Well, his initials are MR, so there's a little circle that says MR. Why is it Mr.? I said, Mom, that's not that. And what's this little button? I said, well, that just takes you to... So don't worry about that. So she was getting super distracted, and I, I showed her how to you know, call Matt or how to text him and she was still worried about this mr thing so then i just erased bev's text and then she was worried about where did it go so i said well let's just text matt well i don't want to be a bother to him and i said well you want to talk to him right then well he's supposed to call i said i know he's been supposed to call but he's been busy and he might slip his mind so just send him a, a text it says hi this is you know verna i'm paul's mom and please give me a call about my plumbing when you get a chance so she types it and then she doesn't want to send it and she's just thinking and I can tell she doesn't want to do it. She's like, well, what if he calls me and I'm not here? I said, mom, it's your cell phone. It'll be with you. What if I'm downtown? I said, you just answer when you're downtown. It'll be okay. But she's got this, this landline mentality and she's 88. So anyhow, it was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I think that I'm hearing you say that sometimes it costs us when... Um, we try to help somebody who's in the, the, you know, maybe not the best part of their life, um, you know, when they're at their worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think back, too, to um, uh, seeing both of our parents, uh, your mom, my dad, um, in their final hours mm -hmm. and their final days. Mm -hmm. And it was anything but a burden. Right to do that right, right. Uh, they needed it and it 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 fed a need in me to show my dad and my mother-in-law love and to make them as comfortable and uh, make the the situation as good as it could be for them um i just did a, a quick google search just to see if that quote was from somebody and and I didn't find anybody to attribute it to, but I found an, an article that someone had written that, you know, what it means to love a, a person at their worst. And um, a lot of times it happens after an issue has, has, has happened with a person like Alzheimer's has set in or maybe they've had an accident or, or whatever it is at their worst. And, and I find, you know, I think it's easy in emergency situations or, or with a parent to try to show them love and help them with that. Sometimes it's more difficult. Uh, sometimes a person's worst might be because of a medical condition that they have, but they're not dealing with. Uh, maybe they're bipolar and they're not taking their meds, or maybe they're uh, addicted to something that causes them to be difficult or unreasonable and and that i think for me that's a lot more frustrating of a situation to love a person when they're at their worst in that situation than a person who is in their final days because of just life has caught up um how do does, does that compute with you bev is that it does track? compute to me but i will tell you also that 
this is only for me personally. Um, I feel like that I am hesitant to deeply love somebody when they're, they're at their worst, when I feel like the circumstances of their life have been brought upon them by their own choice. You know, uh, meaning a person who's, um, uh, they quit every job they ever had or uh, walked off the job mad, you know, saying, fine, you know, I'll never work for you again until they have no options left for jobs. And then all of a sudden they come to you saying, I don't mind nobody will give me a job. And I just want to say to them, uh, duh, <laughs> you know, you may have caused this problem. You, you might have contributed to this problem by saying no to every job that you had and getting mad and walking away because it wasn't the perfect job. So sometimes when it's been brought on by what I see as their fault, Self-inflicted wounds. Yeah, 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 that's a good way to say it. I am a little more hesitant to show them love and compassion and patience, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but I do agree with you about when someone's in their last days. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's tricky. And we know in recovery, we use our, our uh, inventory in that fifth column, my responsibility. But I can't assume that everybody else is doing the same work on right. themselves that I'm doing on myself right. and that they are willing to do that, that they've gotten to the place where they're willing to take responsibility or look to see what their responsibility in the situation might be. And that that is very frustrating. Uh, I was in the prison this week working with the Celebrate Recovery Inside group. And in our, our small group, a gentleman was talking and he was, we were talking about frustration and at times that we'd been frustrated. And so this gentleman was expressing to me, he was frustrated when his brother won uh, money, about $125,000 in some drawing. He won money and, and this guy was mad because his brother didn't bother to give him any of it even though he's there in, in prison. And, and he didn't see that, you know, his brother may love him and he's trying to love him, but, you know, he's probably pretty frustrated and doesn't think, well, I, you know, won this money. I should give it to my brother who broke all these laws and, and wound up getting himself locked up for, you know, 10, 15 years. It's probably not the first thing that crosses someone's mind is how can I help you? And, and I know this gentleman inside, you know, he, he's the number one thought on his mind every day because he's with himself. But his brother is thinking about, himself you know yeah I think that um, one of the things that ties to what I said you know previously about um, being hesitant to to shower my love on somebody who uh, you know you heard me say what I said but I just want to remind you that um, my thinking is hurt people hurt people correct and so sometimes when people are in at their worst um, the last thing they want to do is be kind to other people because they can't even be kind to themselves at that point. So I've come across many people, many family members, who when they are hurt, when they're at their worst, they shove people away. They don't want you to come near them. So that means you have to love them from afar. Um, and and I've, I struggle with that. That's really difficult for me because I want to be able to break into their circle and say, no, no, no. Hey, wait a minute. I'm on your side. I love you. I'm not trying to hurt you more, uh, but I can't get in. Right. And, and that's hard for me. Yeah. 
And, um, you know, it is, it's difficult to love. And, and it kind of brings us to the song that also brought to us by Bev. Uh, this is a song by uh, Rachel Lampa, who uh, is an artist that put some stuff out, you know, at the early aughts and has been sort of off the scene, you know, uh, for a while, you know, done some singles and stuff, but uh, not as many albums um, lately. Uh, but uh, this is uh, her new single. It's called Perfectly Loved with um it's got toby mac on as well so we're going to give you about 90 seconds of this be back to talk about that and and to look more at how we love people when they're uh, at their worst so here's rachel lampa with perfectly loved when you barely believed it when your eyes couldn't see every single moment you've always been That is uh, Rachel Lampa, and uh, it says, you know, featuring Toby Mac, but it's hard to hear. He's not doing any kind of a lead thing. He's just doing that background vocal and stuff. So uh, there you go. Uh, thanks for bringing that one, Bev. What stood out to you on that song? When I think of our topic for today, and uh, we use the word when someone is at their worst, um, I feel like when I've been at my worst, this is how I define myself with these words. Um that I'm a problem, I'm a mistake, that, um, you know, that God can't help me with this, I'm at the end of my rope. And so I really love this part in the bridge that says, you're not a problem, you're not a mistake, don't need fixing to solve it in the arms of grace. You're perfectly human, made from the dust. You've got a heart broken and scarred, yet perfectly loved. And um, that's something I need to remember, that, uh, God made me, and in that blueprint for me, um, there was a section of me that was reserved for making mistakes because I'm human, that God knew that. He already had that in my DNA. Um, he knew I'd struggle with that, but he also knew that he'd always be there for me. And the quickest way for me to figure that out was to make a connection and a relationship with him so he could walk with me at my worst. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I'm looking at the uh, the recording right now, and we had some problems with Bev's mic, and her mic apparently stopped working at some point. I don't know if it was the whole time that it wasn't working, but it was just picking up off of my mic. So I apologize for the first half sound, and if she's too loud right now, I apologize for that. 
uh, it's a mess. We're hopefully making it into a message. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I when I when I do the song of the week, I will pull up the lyrics as we listen to it, and then I'll just highlight the lyrics that I wanted to talk about. And uh, Bev grabbed the part that I had highlighted <laughs> there, the one part don't need uh, fixin' to solve it in the arms of His grace, and um, I I. So often I feel like I'm broken. I had a, a conversation, you know, recently just telling a person I, I feel like I'm broken, that I'm not, that something's broken. And that was just a really good reminder. And then up in the, the, the one of the pre-courses says so many little lies that have followed you all your life. Looking for the truth, look into your eyes. You'll see it's been there the whole time. And sometimes I need that to get through and to make it and just to realize, you know, I'm 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 good enough. God made me good enough, and and I can feel broken, but that doesn't mean that I am broken. That's just a lie that I'm choosing to buy into and believe that really has no benefit to me and no purpose in making me move forward. So it's something I need to be able to shove into the background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ditto. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is cool. funny that we both picked the same part. Uh, you know, that's just another God thing. I guess and you need to quit letting me go first because I always steal your your choice. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> All you're doing is validating my thoughts. There you go. In okay, advance. that's a good way to look at yep, it. Yep. Yep. So I, I, I grew up in a small town and we had like one place to shop for clothes when I was a kid in town. And people would always like my uh, friend would get mad. Oh, they're wearing the shirt I'm wearing. And I was like. Dude, when I see a cool kid wearing a shirt that I have, it makes me feel like, all right, I didn't pick wrong because that was stressful to me. I grew up, my parents always bought me stuff from Kmart, so I didn't know what exactly was cool and what wasn't. Aww. I saw other kids have it, but I was like, okay, I think this might be cool, but I, I'm not sure. And uh, so I was always worried. So that was a great vote of confidence for me when somebody else was wearing my outfit. I was like, dude, I scored because that guy's cool and he looks good. That's right. So that means when I wear it, at least I've got something that looks right, good. Right. <laughs> so, so uh, getting back to our our premise of loving people at their worst, I was thinking about me at my worst, and who has loved me when I was at my worst, and it's it's not necessarily obvious to say, well, family. Because sometimes family can turn on us. And sometimes family didn't love us to begin with. And there might be people, you might be a person who you can't count on your family for love. But I know that um, you, Bev, stood by me at my worst and, and continue to. And I'm, I'm presuming that my worst is behind me. Um, and you never let go. Um, and our kids, you know, were, were there to, to support. Uh, I was... I was talking in the prison again this week that um, some guys were, were talking about the you know, regrets they had and so many of them had regrets about the way they've been a father and that they're absent and that they'll you know never get their kids back again. And I was able to give them some hope because I felt that way when I was you know sitting in the jail and thinking, oh, am I ever going to get anything, you know, my life was ruined. And, and I told them I, this was Sunday morning when we were talking and I said look tomorrow my daughter who was gone from my life for eight years mm -hmm. her daughter is going to call me just to say hi papa yes amen because it's Monday and that's when 
Eleanor calls me is on Mondays. Right. And um, I'm going to get a call from my daughter, Heather, because she's going to be going to work. And uh, I'll get pictures from my son-in-law of the grandsons. And we just got back from Hawaii with some other grandsons. And it's, you know, people have loved me at my worst or the worst that's come so far. Who, who has loved you in your worst, Bev? Do you, do you have any recollection or thoughts about where your worst might have been and who was there to love you? Um, I, and this I is not me mining for a compliment. No, that's way. okay. I'm not looking for um, the worst, but let me just tell you a little story about yesterday. Um, we have a lesson in Celebrate Recovery that uses the acronym HALT, H-A-L-T, and uh, it tells us to be cautious that when we're hungry, being the H, or angry for the A, or lonely for the L, or tired for the T, um, that sometimes those are the things that can uh, cause us not to make our best decisions or uh, allow us to feel at our worst. And so I don't think it's any small thing that this past week we've been gone well, let's see, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay, so five days in a row, we were either gone from the house, going to the prison, or holding some kind of meeting here in Ridgecrest having to do with recovery. And um, so this gal right here, I'm not young anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, my years are up there. And um, I, I was tired. I was really I was really praying for strength because it's like Lord I have not had this heavy of a schedule since before COVID and maybe not even that um so so anyway I walked out of the door yesterday morning I didn't go to the prison with you because I I chose to be at my at our home church here in Ridgecrest and I walked in the doors feeling sort of like okay I'm gonna sit here in the in the chair and I'm just going to soak up whatever the Lord has for me and try to do my best to realize that this is my resting day. And we had a, a guest speaker yesterday, and wouldn't you just know it, the way God works, her message was about getting out of the boat and um, how hard it is sometimes. that Even when we don't want to be in that boat, we don't want to be... Um, maybe serving the Lord the way that he's called us to. It can be, as we said at the beginning of this podcast, costly. It can be exhausting. Um, I had doubts about whether the Lord would provide the gas money that we needed and keep our cars running and uh, keep us healthy enough to be going day after day after day. And then also knowing that the schedule was going to get even heavier before it's it's over uh, serving another prison. And so as I sat there and I listened to the speaker, um, I felt, first of all, validated that many things that she said spoke directly to my heart and sounded like me. You know, she talked about her place in ministry and how, you know, she has to raise funds for her, not only her salary, but for her ministry uh, and how she's had super, super doubts uh, when they've been operating in, in the red instead of in the black. And so as I listened to her relate to me, I, I started thinking, okay, you know what? I'm not the only one that deals with this. And then the, the big wow for me yesterday was the fact that 
when she got to the end of her message, she called down to the front anybody who was willing to come down and say, I know it's time for me to get out of the boat, but I can really only do this if other people link arms with me. And I was standing by myself for quite a little while, and then all of a sudden, one lady came and linked, linked her arm on the right, and another lady came and linked her arm on the left, and then her daughter linked arms with her. And on the right side of the other person, they linked arms. And before I knew it, there was about eight to 10 people on either side of me, and eventually it turned out to be the entire front of the church down wow. by the altar. And I thought, yes, Lord, this is the this is the validation, the direction, the strength that you wanted me to feel today to say that I'm not alone. Now, I've been talking for a little while, but I just want to say I'm not always postured to hear somebody's advice or take their hand when they're saying, I love you enough to come alongside of you because I have a tendency to kind of, uh, you know, hole up, uh, you know, get by myself. And yet I know that the only thing that does that is my pride. So when I've allowed myself to put my pride down long enough, God is so faithful in sending people to come alongside of me and one of those people is always you, Paul. Oh, always, always. <laughs> you always have my back. Even if we don't completely agree, which is really, really rare, um, I know that your presence is there and that you support me. And you will love me through anything, no matter what I'm walking through. Even if you think what I'm walking through is tiny to you, you know how big it is to me. And... Um, that means a lot to me. So thank you for that. Well, thanks, Bevy. And uh, I, I don't have a lot of words <laughs> after that. That's, uh, that's really, uh, really very sweet. Um, one of the, the things that it might, you might wonder is, you know, what, what happens because I loved someone at their worst? What am I getting out of this? Why am I doing this? What's the, the point? And, um, you know, when you're looking at, the big issues that people have it's um to me sometimes it makes those smaller issues fade away mm. uh it makes the little things not matter as much mm -hmm. and um you know I, i'm sure that none of us really want to have regret over uh something that we've done to make a a, a molehill into a mountain and, yeah. and and we don't want to do that and um, those little things that are on the surface can just be a little bit easier to ignore or to overlook. And, and I think to myself, well, if I can overlook it at a critical time, maybe I should overlook it, you know, at other times as well and, and try to be a little bit more kind with my words, with my actions, with my thoughts. And, um, and, and I think one of the things that's really necessary for loving people at their worst is to be able to empathize. You know, we've talked about the difference between empathy and sympathy, but, but being able to understand and feel what they feel um, is a very important skill to know how to do and also to put into practice. Yeah, I think uh, one of the gifts that the Holy Spirit uh, provides for us is that we are able to give and receive love 
simply just by feeling that that's what we should do. I, I think that the Holy Spirit builds within us um, that heart of love that God has for others. And I have been the recipient of that before. I, I've maybe not been listening to someone's advice, but I feel their love toward me. And I know it's there. Um, and I'm hoping that that's what I can do for somebody else. When they lay their head down at night and the problem is still there, they can still say, hey, you know what? Somebody does love me. Right. And uh, if they're not a believer, maybe that will lead them to the point where they're finally, where they will figure out, you know what? Not only do they love me, but I bet my God loves me too. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's, um, it's a great thing to love. And, and, you know, I think about that love chapter in First uh, uh, Corinthians 13 that, you know, says, you know, if we've got all this other stuff, but we don't have love, none of that rest it matters. It's just love is the thing that's the most important. I think one of the things that we benefit from by giving out that love is it humbles us. I know it's humbled me many times to, uh, first of all, Excuse realize me. that I have been where they've been, or maybe not, but still, um, I need I need people. Yeah. I need the Lord. I, I uh, and it'll cause me to look at my life and maybe. Maybe it can be even a comparison lesson, like, gosh, you know what? The thing that I was worried about is really tiny compared to what this person's walking through. Maybe I need to rethink what a big deal this is that I'm making it, you know? You know, and that's that's a great point. I, I, I wrote about it in my blog this morning about that that very thing. If you want to check out ministerofmocha.com, you can check out that that uh, thought that I had, but yeah, it's perspective is a, a, mm-hmm. a great equalizer and uh, it's good to sometimes just get things back on track and, and, and know that, that even if I don't get the love reciprocated, even if I don't get a great, I know that I've done the right thing. And when yeah. I put my head down at night, I don't think, man, I should have, I, I don't want any shoulds uh, in the middle of what's going on in my bed uh, at night when I'm trying to sleep. So yeah. That's uh, that's important to me. Um, as we wrap this up, uh, I want to let you know, especially you people in Ridgecrest, um, on August 21st at Pizza Factory, we're going to be having a fundraiser for Messed Up Ministries. Uh, they give us 20% of everything uh, that gets uh, brought in that day. All you have to do is mention Messed Up Ministries when you order. You don't have to have a coupon, but we do have a picture. I put it up on the Instagram and on our Facebook page, uh, and we're going to be doing a little media blitz with that the week before. But uh, you can do that. If you're out of town and you want to order some pizza for somebody or whatever, uh, you can check out uh, Pizza Factory. The number is 760-446-7492, and you can buy an order and just mention Messed Up Ministries, and we get 20% of the proceeds. So um, we really appreciate Pizza Factory for, for doing that. Yes. And listen, don't just go to Pizza Factory on that day. Uh, go on a day when they're not doing a fundraiser to say thanks and um, and. Uh, show that we appreciate them as a business. Uh, if you want to get involved helping us with our building or just helping the podcast uh, with your financial support, go to messeduppodcast.com, click on the Become a Patron button, or text the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA, and uh, we really appreciate that. We covet your prayers, um, and we are so thrilled to be back in the prison doing what we actually set out to do with Messed Up Ministries and uh, just very excited for what is in store uh, for the future. Bev, you yes. look like you've got words on your face. 
No, I just I just revel in this. I I, I listened to last week's podcast today. I was a week behind. Um, oh, I have a week I, back. Yeah, <laughs> I should have seen that coming. Well, it was behind you, so you didn't. Yeah, you're right. I just I just love and feel humbled by the fact that God would choose me, you know, and place you and I in each other's lives to the point where He could use somebody like me that. I don't even know what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm, I'm, I guess I just have to go back with they know that we're Christians by our love. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And loving those guys at their worst, I think is what we do. Excellent. You know, so. Well, thank you all for being here and, uh, check us out. You can email me, um, Bowtie guy at messituppodcast.com. Send me a text or give me a call, 760-608-1942. And we will see you next time. We mess it up. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.